Welcome to this episode of Beads Podcast, a weekly reflection on church history with Dr. Michael A.G. Haken. On this pilot episode, Dr. Haken explains the meaning behind Beads Podcast. Join us now as we seek to see what God has done in the history of his people. In her novel, Northanger Abbey, Jane Austen as the heroine of the book, Catherine Morland, make the following comment about what she calls history, real solemn history. It tells me nothing, she says, that does not either vex or weary me. The quarrels of popes and kings, with wars or pestilences on every page, the men also good for nothing, and hardly any women at all. It's very tiresome. In many respects, the statement is a good expression of the contemporary Western attitude towards history. Normally, modern men and women in the West, besotted by the present age, and increasingly anxious about the future, rarely think of going to history for wisdom or direction or encouragement. History at best contains interesting and entertaining bits of trivia, but wisdom? No, that's found by looking to the present and to the future. Tragically, this attitude is also characteristic of all too many 21st century Christians. But history is full of meaning. Men and women are historical beings immersed in the flow of time. History, as the first century BC Roman orator Cicero rightly observed, regulates our lives. One cannot escape the effects of history. And as the fictional Roman character Maximus Decimus Meridius says at the beginning of the movie Gladiator, what we do in life echoes in eternity. Even to think ahistorically for any length of time is a considerable task. Not only is it important for the individual to realize his or her historical nature, but it is also essential for the community, especially the Christian community. For the Christian community, history is the stage in which the drama of redemption is being displayed. At the beginning is the fall, at the end is the last judgment. In between, the most crucial event of all, the entry of the eternal God into time as a man, Jesus Christ, the Word incarnate. From the perspective of the New Testament, the incarnation is at the heart of the history of salvation sketched in the Old Testament. The incarnation has hallowed history and initiated a history of salvation that embraces not only Israel, but the entire world. God is therefore undoubtedly active in history, and it is right and proper to study history for that reason alone. Though it is impossible to trace out his footsteps across the sands of time in detail, it is blasphemous to deny that he is at work. His work may be often hidden, but it is biblical to confess that he is providentially guiding history for the glory of his name and the good of his people. In this podcast, Beads Podcast, we shall seek to see what God has done in the history of his people in particular. This is a podcast of church history. One of the quaint ways that the Puritans described a person who spent time remembering, reflecting on, and writing about the history of the church and the Lord's work among his people of the past was that he or she was a Lord's remembrancer. When I first heard this term, I thought it a little weird, but the term has grown on me to the point that I can even describe myself as such. After 40 years of teaching, I first began teaching church history as a tutorial assistant at Wycliffe College on the University of Toronto campus around 1980. I rejoice in the fact that the Lord has called me to be one of his remembrancers, one who thinks and writes and teaches about the history of the church, or in more modern jargon, a church historian. But why 
Beats podcast. Why name this weekly podcast after an Anglo-Saxon author from the 8th century, whom some might consider an obscure figure? Bede, sometimes called the Venerable Bede, was born around 673 and died in 735. His name is an Anglo-Saxon name. It originates as an Anglo-Saxon short name in Northumbrian Beda or Anglian Beda. In Latin, his name is spelled B-E-D-A, Beda. He was an English Benedictine monk and scholar and is chiefly known today for his magnificent Historia Ecclesiastica Gentis Anglorum, Church History of the English People, a history of England from the Roman occupation to 731, the year that Bede completed it. In his own day, though, he was probably best known as a Bible commentator and exegete, writing from his monastery near the end of what was then the known world. Bede's impressive literary output ranged from Bible commentaries on many of the books of the Old New Testament, works of grammar and chronology, works discussing and explaining the nature of the cosmos, along with various hagiographical works and the history just mentioned for which he is best known. He lived through momentous times. It was a day when the Byzantine Empire and the Western Germanic kingdoms were threatened by the va vast pincer movement of Muslim armies. The Muslim armies had burst out of the Saudi Peninsula in the early 600s and conquered most of the Middle East and swept through North Africa and crossed into Spain around 700. Two decisive battles saved Europe from Muslim conquest at that time. In 718, the Muslims were defeated before the walls of Constantinople. And in 732, the Muslim army was defeated at Tours in France. Despite such world-shaking events that were going on in his lifetime, his own life was relatively uneventful. He was born near Wearmouth in northern Northumbria, now Sunderland, England. His parents would have been Christians, but his grandparents were probably pagans. When he reached the age of seven, he was turned over to Benedict Biscop, abbot of the monastery of Wearmouth, to be raised as a monk, a common practice in the early Middle Ages. From the time when he was taken to the monastery as a young boy, Bede tells us, I've spent all my life in this monastery, applying myself entirely to the study of the scriptures. I've ever found it sweet to learn, to teach, to write. Historia Ecclesiastica, Book 5, Chapter 24. Bede probably never, never went further south than York and no further north than Lindisfarne. Bede never became an abbot, let alone a bishop. Bede never met any rulers of state. Even his holiness, in the words of the medievalist David Knowles, was unobtrusive. He wrote of the wonders worked by others, but none are recorded of him. He described the conversion of England, but he probably never preached to anyone outside his monastery. Nonetheless, his Bible commentaries reveal him to have been one of the most learned men of his day. He was fluent in Latin, as well as his native Anglo-Saxon and he also appears to have known Greek fairly well. Most importantly for this podcast, Bede sought to be a faithful historian, recording the way that God had brought about the conversion of his Anglo-Saxon people. In the same way, the goal of this podcast is to serve the God of history, whom Bede sought to serve with alacrity and integrity, and it is to be hoped that those two characteristics of Bede's historiography will be characteristic of this podcast.
Thank you for joining us today on Beads Podcast. We hope this episode has been helpful to you. Please join us next time as we seek to see what God has done in the history of his people.